0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays. It's Friday. Uh, wherever you may be and that you are all ready to have stellar weekends across this great country and this great land. We got a lot to dive into. Uh, right off the top, I want to tell you guys uh, about the mess that is going on in Ukraine, but about... Some really interesting sports connections here, uh, obviously that are really pretty impressive. Um, Andre Rublev is a pro tennis player who recently advanced to the finals, I believe, in Dubai, and wrote on the camera, the te- as he was jogging off the tennis court, he wrote on the camera. Uh, that he wanted for there to, uh, to be peace. Let me read the exact quote. I tweeted this out if you haven't seen it any, uh, yet. No war, please. Uh, this Russian tennis player, Andrei Rublev, as he advanced to the final in Dubai, wrote no war, please, basically with a sharpie on the camera. And uh, it is uh, incredibly brave for him to be willing to do so given the pressure that Russia can bring to bear on people who uh, are Russian or have families left behind in Russia or have connections to Russia, to be willing to defy Vladimir Putin publicly like that is an incredible gesture by him. Uh, So that is very, very significant, uh, the fact that he was willing to do it. Also, and I haven't seen the video of this, I've just seen uh, the reports But Alexander Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals, obviously, uh, the incredibly talented uh, score-making hockey player, came out and also came out against the war in a Friday press availability as well. To have two different Russian athletes speak out against the invasion that is currently occurring by Vladimir Putin into Ukraine, is, uh, I think, incredibly brave. Uh, And we talk a lot about bravery in the context of athletics, particularly in the United States. And what we often mean for athletes is, oh, you took a stand that actually made you more money. Now I'm not talking about true bravery in the Pat Tillman context where you give up your ability to play in the NFL, go fight in a war, and end up dying there. I'm talking about the bravery incarnate in using your athletic platform itself to speak out. Most of the time in the United States, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, whether it's Megan Rapinoe, uh, whether it's LeBron James, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, whatever woke coach or athlete speaks out gets rewarded for their outspokenness as opposed to actually being punished for it. Um, and, uh, and, and by rewarded, I mean they make more money. This is a situation where the country may legitimately be furious at Rublev and Ovechkin, and I think they deserve credit for actually being courageous in speaking truth to power. So uh, major uh, commendation to Reblev and Ovechkin over that statement. Now, also want to give uh, credit Are you paying attention to the story of the Klitschko Klitschko brothers? You remember the Klitschko's, obviously. The big, bruising, heavyweight boxers that beat the crap out of everybody. Heavyweight champions. Vitaly Klitschko, in particular, is the mayor of Kiev in Ukraine. They, along with many other politicians, are actually taking up arms against the Russians. And not in a metaphorical taking up arms uh, sense, in the sense that they are actually taking guns in hand and fighting back against the Russians. Now, the Klitschko brothers, I think, deserve tremendous commendation here uh, because they're worth what? They've got to be worth 30, 40, 50 million dollars. These guys could live anywhere in the world. They could have incredibly easy lifestyles. Instead, they are staying in their homeland and not only are they combating uh, the the... Uh, onrush of the Russian hordes in Ukraine. They're actually speaking out against it and fighting against it as the leader of Ukraine is as well, Zelensky. And if you haven't seen uh, the photos and the videos of the Klitschko brothers as they are taking up arms against uh, Russia, deserves a a tremendous amount of commendation as well. And I also want to draw attention Did you guys see the story of the 13 soldiers on the island who had uh, surrender demanded to them by the Russians? And instead of surrendering, they basically said, I'm going to curse here, go fuck yourselves. And then they immediately had uh, Russia rain down holy hell and killed all 13 of those soldiers. Uh, But that audio of their bravery, of the statement that they made to the Russian ship. Uh, They're on an island, there's nowhere they can go. They immediately get absolutely blown to smithereens. But their final words in refusing surrender, go fuck yourself, have made them Ukrainian legends and their bravery has echoed and reverberated around the world. And those are the kinds of stories right now, some intermeshed with athletics from both Russia and Ukraine, uh, that I think provide a window into the situation in Ukraine right now. I hope that Zelensky, I hope that Zelensky, uh, the leader of Ukraine, who says that he is staying, put out a video to prove that he was still there. I hope that uh, he is still able uh, to, uh, to continue to move freely and safely even in the midst of this Russian invasion. And I hope that he sent his family, I believe he has a couple of kids, obviously his wife as well. I hope that he is going to send them out of the country because indisputably, if he is captured by the Russians and if they then kill him or disappear him, uh, that is going to become a major fulcrum, a major foundational element of this story as we go forward uh, but that is the latest uh, in Ukraine as it pertains to the intersection of sports with the Klitschko brothers, with Alex Ovechkin, with uh, Andre Rublev, uh, all of those interplaying issues going on right now. Uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson has been named as the Supreme Court nominee by Joe Biden. Timing on this a bit strange and I say it's a bit strange because it's immediately going to get snowed in by far more uh, far more serious stories out there. Uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, Brown barring some crazy revelation, is going to replace Justice Breyer on the Supreme Court. Uh, but this feels a bit panicked by Joe Biden. And I understand it, right? Because as I've been saying, the Biden's touch leads to failure in every direction. Let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, You have got right now a failure with Joe Biden at 7.5% inflation. You have got major issues with murder rates skyrocketing all over the country. The border is a sieve anyone can come across who wants it's a complete and unmitigated disaster there. Uh, You continue to have major issues surrounding Afghanistan and our departure and now interplaying with Ukraine. And all of those things are still occurring in the midst of COVID, which is at a much higher rate right now than it was last year at this time. And in fact, deaths are still occurring at a rate that's much higher than it was last year at this time too. So the Biden administration is completely panicked over what they are going to be able to do to sell as they move closer to the midterms and a complete destruction looms on the horizon. Again, February 23rd of last year, more COVID cases. Uh, February 23rd uh, of last year, more COVID deaths. And yet, the CDC just announced, and look, I'm not begrudging the CDC having made this choice because I do think it's the right choice, They now are effectively ending masks for most people. 70% of the population, I think, are under the rubric that they've now designed. Uh, You don't have to wear a mask indoor anymore. Now, remember what's going on here. Unfortunately, a lot of kids still have to wear masks. In fact, New York City just ended their outdoor mask mandate right now. But let's talk about what's going on bigger picture right now, okay? You have a situation Uh, where when you analyze the COVID universe, you have got no way to defend the science behind masking. No way to defend COVID vaccine mandates. They're basically vanishing. The COVID vaccine mandates are everywhere and the mask requirements are vanishing. But the challenge is, this is political science. It's not actual science. Because if this were actual science... Masking would have been given up a long time ago, particularly in schools, because there's nothing to suggest that it is successful. It makes absolutely no sense. And so as you analyze the CDC decision, recognize that anyone who has a functional brain is pretty much not wearing masks anymore and that there is no substantial basis under which the CDC is making these decisions. There's no rational analysis to support it. They are just trying to get ahead of the midterm mess. And what I believe is going on is Biden can't sell COVID response. He can't sell inflation. He can't sell the murder rate, crime rate in general, the border, Ukraine, Afghanistan. Basically, everything's a disaster for Biden. So he's announcing a new Supreme Court nominee today, even though we're in the middle of the Ukraine disaster. And he is also making the decision to start to change the COVID storyline so that he can turn, I really do believe this, I believe that he wants to turn the COVID storyline into a bigger picture where he argues success. Now, there's no way to justify success when it comes to this COVID situation. No way at all, okay? But Biden has to figure out something to try to change the narrative from everything he touches failing otherwise. And so I believe what he's going to do is try to change the COVID data and alter everything surrounding COVID and finally say, remember back in July of last year, July 4th, he had that let's declare independence from COVID speech and then COVID got far worse with Omicron and far worse with Delta during the course of the fall and in on into uh, the winter now, which is where we are. They are trying to avoid that by putting new policies in place But don't mistake what's going on here. They're trying to shift the narrative into Biden triumphed over COVID and wearing masks and getting vaccinated and everything else did away with this when the reality appears to be everybody just got Omicron and that's what actually ended up happening. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. Uh, So I want to talk to you also about the shifting narrative surrounding Trump. Have you noticed this? How Ukraine is such a disaster that what people who are on the left wing can't answer is if Donald Trump was such a Russian agent, why didn't Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine while Trump was president? Because if Trump was truly a Russian agent, then there would have been virtually no opposition if he had made the choice to do that. Yet, when you look at what happened, Vladimir Putin didn't invade for four years. And by the way, China behaved by and large for four years, and so did North Korea. So when you look at what's going on there, why in the world did nothing change? Why did nothing change while Trump was president, and then as soon as Biden became president, the invasion happened? And that's the question that left-wingers can't answer. And so what they fall back on is, oh, Donald Trump's a Russian agent. Donald Trump, you're like, okay, well, explain something that actually happened that would make you believe that. Because if he was, why didn't Putin make the decision to invade Ukraine while Trump was president? That's something that Putin desperately wanted. Instead, he waited until you had Joe Biden in office. And there's no real good answer, so... They fall back on the Russia collusion narrative, which is a tough one to sell. Have you paid attention, by the way? And it's also totally balderdash. It's a good word to use there. I haven't used that word in a while. Um, Have you paid attention to what's going on with Tony Romo inflation? We got inflation in the country, 7.5%. But Tony Romo inflation is, Romo got basically $18 million-ish a year to work with CBS alongside of Jim Nance to call the CBS game of the week. And Tony Romo was so successful that he set off announcer inflation everywhere. Everybody is getting paid monster dollars. And the newest rumor is out there, this is from the New York Post, is that Troy Aikman and maybe Joe Buck are both going to leave and potentially go to ESPN for Monday Night Football. Meanwhile, Al Michaels is reportedly leaving NBC and either going to Amazon or maybe to ESPN himself. And if Aikman is leaving, that puts guys like Sean Payton, Sean McVay, someone of that ilk, Greg Olson maybe, former tight end of the Carolina Panthers for a long time. It puts all of those guys in the mix to potentially be the next big announcer on the, uh, on the broadcast networks. Everybody's getting paid. So Aikman saw what Tony Romo got paid and he said, wait a minute. Tony Romo, let's say he's fine at calling football games, but Aikman's thinking to himself, wait a minute. The reality is I've been doing this for way longer than Tony Romo is. I've called way more Super Bowls. I've been in the primary chair uh, calling NFL games forever. Why is he going to show up and make 17 or $18 million a year, and I'm not going to. And I understand that. If I'm his agent, I'm making that same argument. And ESPN has had a really difficult time trying to replace John Gruden and Mike Tirico, right? They had Jason Witten, and they had, uh, oh, I already forget his name, Uh, but the, the guy whose son is a kicker calls all the college games Joe Tessitore. All right, Joe Tessitore, And they had Jason Witten. And they had Booger on the uh, Booger Mobile down on the field. And then last year, they kind of got one-upped in a big way because they had Peyton and Eli Manning doing the special ESPN2 broadcast. But simultaneously, and I can't even remember if I get all these guys' names, I think they had Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, and uh, and who was it, Steve? Somebody else calling the guy. This is where we are with Monday Night Football. I can't even remember who's actually in the broadcast booths right now, all right? So, they've been struggling ever since Gruden and made, uh broke up, and they haven't had a good solution for their Monday Night Football booth. So, ESPN threw a lot of money at Tony, Tony Romo. He decided to stay at CBS, and evidently, they now are throwing a ton of money at, uh, at Troy Aikman with the idea being that he will help to solve their Monday Night Football booth, and maybe they'll go pair him with Al Michaels, which would be a good combo, or they're going to find somebody else. Maybe Joe Buck comes over from uh, Fox before all is said and done. But if you are at all interested in all the different moving parts of who's going to call which games, uh, this has turned into a game of musical chairs in a big way, and it's worth paying attention to. Art Bryles. Uh, the usual suspects are coming out and making arguments against Art Briles, trying to get their pound of flesh after six years, basically, on the sidelines, he is going to work at Grambling now. I would encourage all of you to go listen to the long-form podcast interview that I did with Art Briles. I also would encourage all of you uh, to, uh, to check out uh, the articles that we've had up at OutKick. You can just go type in Art Briles in the search category and see what will pop up there. Um, and what you will find is Art Briles and the way the media covered him, he was a scapegoat. He was the scapegoat for everything that happened at Baylor. And he had very little to do with their overall Title IX issues or issues of sexual assault inside of Baylor. Instead, most people decided to pretend that Art Briles was some sort of maniacal, evil, uh, dictatorial person in charge of that football program and that he bore all responsibility for the things that went wrong at Baylor. It's not true. It's not remotely accurate. But that is the story that was sold to the general public. The reality is Art Briles has long deserved to get a job. He has had basically everybody who hired him has ended up turning tail when there is a Twitter onslaught that arises, which usually happens from the blue checkmark brigade. And so I would encourage you not to accept the story that is right in front of you to actually go listen to a long-form podcast uh, that I did with Art Bryles, to go read the articles that we did at OutKick and do your own research and determine what you believe is true based on the actual facts and evidence as opposed to the larger mushroom cloud of, uh, of censorship that existed out there that made Art Briles the proverbial fall guy for the larger structure and failures of Baylor. Remember, Art Briles was paid out his contract and he was allowed uh, to, uh, to, they wrote him a letter saying they had found no wrongdoing on his behalf. This is, I think, one of the great failures of the sports media in recent history was the poor job that was done on the Art Briles story. Uh, Finally, there are a lot of dumb people in media. You might be watching me right now like you're the dumbest, Clay Travis. Nobody is more of an idiot than you. Maybe some of you out there watching right now, I appreciate the fact that you could make that argument. You can argue a lot of different people are the dumbest involved in media. I would argue that Joy Behar at The View is the dumbest person that is involved in the media in a significant way. She gets paid millions of dollars to appear on a show called The View, where, remember, Whoopi Goldberg was recently suspended for her idiotic comments about the Holocaust. I defended Whoopi then, uh, saying that I did not believe that she had done uh, anything that deserved to be fired or suspended for, right? I'm anti-cancel culture. I thought she had an ignorant comment, but the benefit of the marketplace of ideas is if somebody has an ignorant comment, we can all gather together and end up with a larger discussion about that commentary, hopefully leading us to a better place than we would otherwise have been. That's my theory in general as it pertains to stories uh, like Whoopi. Well, Joy Behar, they were talking about Ukraine on The View, and Joy Behar, maybe we can even clip her idiocy and and intermix it here. Joy Behar said uh, that she was worried about the situation in Ukraine because... She wanted to go to Italy on vacation and she was worried that her Italian vacation might end up in some way harmed uh, over that situation uh, going on in Ukraine. And so they were all sitting around talking about how awful Ukraine was and all the refugee crisis, 50,000 people or more who were going to have to flee, maybe up to uh, 5 million before all is said and done. And then, boom, you got Joy Behar laying out her idiocy. Uh, By the way, I want to tell you about this. Uh, I love my guys at Bird Dogs. They are making sure that your average guy out there has got the best possible, best possible pants and shorts. And you remember back in the day when uh, I lost $50,000 in pants. Uh, They have all sorts of great pants here. And I don't even have to worry about making my own anymore. They've got the shorts and pants made with the option to make you better than you otherwise would look. And look, we need all the help we can get, especially guys out there. Maybe you're uh, listening right now. You're a woman, maybe you're watching and you think to yourself, you know what? I need to take care of my man. He's got awful pants on right now. Uh, Bird dogs are pants that keep you looking good and easily moving, stretchy. Uh, You can also even get, uh, boxers and enjoy the built-in liner option that they have. Uh, you can dress it up for work or you can be casual on the weekend. All you need to do is go to birddogs.com, enter the promo code Clay, that's C-L-A-Y, and they'll throw in free Bird Dogs Whistle Football. A free Bird Dogs Whistle Football. That's birddogs.com, promo code Clay, and boom, you get a free Bird Dogs Football with your pair of Bird Dog Shorts, or pants, you're going to get hooked up right now. You won't take these things off. You'll love them. That's birddogs.com, promo code Clay. I also want to tell you here as we come up on the Friday edition of the program about my buddies at Farmfolio, Jill Savage, who worked with us on the college football show, uh, she was down in Columbia where they have the lime farm. And right now, OutKick, and, uh, and, and, and all of the different OutKick properties are helping to make sure that you know all about a great opportunity to hedge. Right now, the stock market's very unreliable. Inflation is all the way up to 7.5%. What's a good place to stash your money that is going to provide you good long-term value without you having to worry about the day-to-day gyrations that exist in the stock market? I'll tell you, it's farmland. Imagine what you could do if you were able to get hooked up with your very own land. What Farmfolio do is that, does is they've created lots. These are land ownership titles that allow you to own a piece of cash flowing farmland, just like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos do, and you will be able to make sure that your wealth is preserved while you're taking advantage of land, which is one of the greatest hedges against inflation anywhere, when property values are skyrocketing and when inflation's all the way up at 7.5%, you want to be locked in with the best possible land value you can get. That's why you need to go to farmfolio.net slash clay. I have my own piece of Colombian farmland as a hedge against inflation. We grow limes on it, limes that you then buy in the Costcos and Walmarts all over this country. You can go to farmfolio.net slash clay. That is farmfolio.net slash clay, F-A-R-M. F-O-L-I-O.net slash Clay. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, this has been Outkick the Show. I hope all of you have fantastic weekends. Thanks for hanging, and let's have some fun over the weekend. I'll be back with you guys on Monday.